October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and tonight's episode features Chandra Hampton, who happens to be a breast cancer survivor. Recently, my family lost the life of my cousin Elaine Prejean as she passed away due to complications from metastatic breast cancer. So Elaine, this episode is dedicated to you. You are a true warrior. May you rest in power. If you do it, it almost feels like you're giving people permission. It's like, see, I'm living this way. You can, you know, I'm a regular person. You can do the same thing. Because people are like, how do you, you do all this, you do all that. How are you? I'm like, I just do it. And you give yourself permission to live the life you want to live because you only get one. And I've definitely learned that um, with this past year with my health situation. I'm pretty sure we'll probably talk about that in a second. But um, now I'm even more so motivated to live in that purpose just to give people uh, almost like a way to see what your life can be. Not that you have to do what I do, but it's like to step out on faith and live the life that you've always wanted to live and, and make sure you're healthy in your mind, your spirit, and your body, essentially. Welcome to The Network, our attempt at creating a modern podcast version of the Negro Motorist Green Book. If you don't know anything about the Green Book, I invite you to Google it. With each interview, we are building a network of talented professionals that you can reach out and touch. Every episode is an invaluable resource for black people living in and traveling through America. Subscribe to the network. You may need it. All right. Tonight's guest is a young lady. I had the privilege, honor, and pleasure of meeting when I was in college. I really don't remember exactly how we met, but I think maybe she was uh, neighbors with one of my best friends, uh, Manny. Her name is Chandra Hampton. She is a certified group fitness instructor and dance fitness choreographer. Chandra was named DC's best dance class by Washington City Paper three years in a row, 2017, 2018, and 2019. You know what that means. The sister is bad. You know what she's doing. She's also led classes in the United States, Europe, and the Caribbean. Chandra, welcome to the network. Thank you so much. I really, I'm really happy you invited me to be here. I'm happy to sit down and have a conversation. I'm excited. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us who you are. Give us some background information. Okay. Um, I, a, a little girl from Baton Rouge is like how I, how I like to start. I've, uh, uh, my, my Southern roots still run strong in me, but I've lived a lot of places. Um, I would like to believe I'm a person that's walking in their purpose. Um, I've been an athlete or athletic, I should say, a, a little bit of both my whole life and I'm fortunate enough to work in the fitness industry now and initially it started off as a um, almost like an escape for me and then it turned into something so organic and so um, honest that it just became a part of my life and now I'm teaching in Washington DC I've taught in other countries as you read as you read and um, now I'm teaching online because of COVID. So my following is still there. We're still doing it through Zoom. Thank God for Zoom. Uh, so that way I can continue to give people an opportunity to get fit 
you know, while dancing and learning about other dance cultures and music. So essentially that's kind of what my world is right now. Okay. So I've noticed, and, and I do want to talk about your dance classes a little bit, um, but your classes are 55 minutes. Uh, well, now, since we've gone to online, they're 45 minutes. They're a little shorter because people's at uh, attention span is not really the same online as it is in person. So 45 minutes online. That, that's true. Imagine being a school teacher right now with kids online. Exactly. The attention span is not the same. So you have to structure things a little bit different to keep people engaged. <laughs> it's the same for fitness then. Definitely. Yes. So... You're a graduate of the Southern University oh. and Agricultural and Mechanical College, oh, and now you're in D.C. So tell me, how did you get to D.C.? Y'all ready for this story? <laughs> you ready for this story, Mike? Okay. Um, so uh, I, I, I would like to say I was a little bit of a gypsy, you know, because I wanted to live everywhere. I wanted to be everywhere. I wanted to do everything. I was one of those people who, you know, my imagination was very big. You know, I loved the idea of seeing the world, live in different places. Um, so when I graduated in 2000 from SU, um, I moved to Houston, but I honestly, I didn't even really want to live there. It's kind of like what you do in a sense. It's like, everybody's like, okay, go to Southern, you get a good job, you move to Houston. So I kind of went along with that, even though that wasn't really my heart. And I only stayed there a year because I really wanted to live in New York. Like New York was where I wanted to be. So I decided I packed everything up. I moved to New York with just the clothes on my back, a few dollars in the bank, not much, no job. And a couple of friends who let me like sleep on their couch until I got myself together. And so I ended up staying in New York for about five years. Um, I loved it there. Um, but then I met someone, my now ex-husband, who we are still really, really good friends. And uh, he had to be stationed out in San Diego. So I went from New York to San Diego, um, was there for a couple years. The marriage didn't work out, but I didn't want to move back to New York because I had, you know, aged a little bit. So it's like New York, it wears on you after a while. It's like, I don't want to live that hard pounding the pavement life anymore. Like I want to go to something a little bit more relaxed. So I decided to come to DC because it's like a good middle ground. DC is kind of part Southern, part big city. So it was a perfect mesh between my Louisiana home and me living in New York. So, so that's how I ended up here in DC. Okay. Okay. And, and as I read in your bio, you are the best, the biggest and the baddest dance instructor in DC. So how did you end up becoming the biggest, baddest, best dance <laughs> instructor in DC? I love, how did that come about? I, I love the biggest and the baddest. I think that's, that's, I might need to add that to my bio, the biggest, the baddest. <laughs> um, so this is probably one of the most special things, you know, I can share with you guys because it was not intentional at all. Me teaching dance fitness was not an, a, an intentional thing. When I left San Diego, I was going through a divorce um, and I was looking for something to do to occupy my mind, you know, because, you know, if, if anybody listening has ever been through a divorce or separation, it almost feels like a death. You know, it's, it's a lot of grief. It's a lot of coping. So you're trying to find something to do um, to occupy your mind so you won't feel like you're losing it. And so my mom was the person who says, okay, you know, you've, you've been down in the dumps long enough. 
You know, you need to get up and get out and do something, get back to being who you are. And I was like, well, I'm not ready to date. You know, I'm, I'm not there yet. So what can I do? And she was like, we well, you know you like sports, find like a volleyball team to get on or go to the gym. I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll go to the gym. I'll join a gym. And she said, there's these classes where you dance as the workout called Zumba. She was like, you'll like that you like to dance. So I went to a class and I'm telling you, I was hooked <laughs> from the very first. I'm like, wait, I'm up in here just dancing and sweating for my life and just getting fit. And uh, so fast forward, um, I started going so much, Mike. <laughs> they knew me there. People used to start paying more attention to me than the instructor because I learned all the routines. So they would just watch me if the instructor wasn't visible. So finally, I was like, you know what? I might as well get paid to do this. If I'm coming to the gym three, four times a week and I'm in this class and people are following me, then I need to get paid. <laughs> so um, I decided to get my license. I went to the instructor who taught. I was like, how do I teach this? And so he kind of helped me along the way. Um, and then I was just happy to teach at the gym for the little money that they give instructors because I just enjoyed it so much. But the, this is where the interesting thing happened. My classes started filling up like to the point to where they had to, people started complaining because there was no room for people to actually dance in the room. So it got back to me and then the, the management was like, okay, we're gonna have to cut you off at about 40 people because there's just no room. So people, once they found out there was a cutoff, the line just started wrapping around the gym. It was insane. People were coming like 30, 45 minutes early just to make sure they can get in. And I was blown away by that. I, I really like I was really blown away because I was like, wow, I'm really doing this because I love it. I'm not doing this to, you know, impress or to pack the, the room. I'm just like, I'm just so happy y'all love it. That made me work harder at it. So I started creating more choreography, researching music and making it so try to make it so much more enjoyable for people. And it just kind of bust at the seams. So I had to go and rent um, a studio space out here in D.C and have my own class outside of the gym because some people are like, well, we don't want to join the gym. We just want your class. So I was working at the gym and having my own class. And that's kind of how that started. And then once the best of DC, uh, they do that every year, the Washington city paper, like a lot of my students was like, okay, you have the best class. So we we're voting for you. And they voted for me three years in a row to win. And I won three years in a row. So that's the long version of that story. <laughs> the biggest, the baddest, and the best in DC. So you said that you are living your purpose. Tell me about that. Is, is that connected to your dance and your choreography? So yes, it is. But I, I it's interesting you ask that because it is connected, but I think my dance and fitness classes, it's the beginning of it. I thought initially that this was it. Okay, I have, this is what I'm, but as, as I'm living my life and having different experiences, I'm seeing opportunities for me to continue to expand my purpose. And that's really to um, motivate people um, to, and I won't even say just to be fit, because that's why I'm saying it's bigger than just being fit. It's really just to take control of your life and live the best life you can possible. Whether that's you know conquering your fears, if you want to travel more, if you want to learn a different language, I try to build my life in a way where people can look at it and be like, "Wow, she's fearless. She's doing everything that she's ever wanted to do." 
And I want, and it's almost like if you do it, it almost feels like you're giving people permission. It's like, see, I'm living this way. You can, you know, I'm a regular person. You can do the same thing. Cause people are like, how do you, you do all this, you do all that. How are you? I'm like, I just do it. And you give yourself permission to live the life you want to live because you only get one. And I've definitely learned that um, with this past year with my health situation. I'm pretty sure we'll probably talk about that in a second, but um, now I'm even more so motivated to live in that purpose, just to give people uh, almost like a way to see what your life can be. Not that you have to do what I do, but it's like to step out on faith and live the life that you've always wanted to live and, and make sure you're healthy in your mind, your spirit and your body, essentially. Enjoying this episode so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google, Breaker, Radio Public, or Pocket Casts. Now back to the show. Okay, that's good. So were you always, you said you were just a little girl from Baton Rouge. Were you always a fearless little girl from Baton Rouge? Always. Um, my mother likes to tell stories. Um, it's, it's, and, I, and this is a true story. So when I was in high school, you know, you have like your senior book and you have your pictures you put in it. And then there's like a back part and they'll ask you like, you know, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Or what would you like to be doing and whatever? And I filled mine out. And every single thing that I wrote on mine, I've done. So I'm 17 years old, already knowing that I'm going to move to New York. I'm going to work in television. I'm going to do every single thing in my senior book because I always dreamed really, really big. And I knew from a young girl that in order for me to do everything I wanted to do, I was going to have to leave Baton Rouge. So I knew as a kid that I would not stay. I love where I'm from, but I'm like, oh, I want to see the world. There's so much I want to see. So I've always been fearless since a little one. That's awesome. And not everyone, so I, I think about myself in comparison, and I grew up playing sports, and as I'm listening to you communicate how clear your vision was, I'm sitting here thinking, I was like, man, I was living in a cloud. <laughs> All I wanted to do was play ball. Yeah. You know, so that, oh man, that's awesome. But I don't, but you know what's funny? I don't think there's anything wrong with with that because you evolve, you know, in your mind. I didn't always know that, I mean, I had no idea that I would be a fitness instructor. I had no clue of that. I, I was always an athlete, but it wasn't all I knew. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew whatever that was, I wanted to see the world while doing it. I knew that much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for giving people permission. I, I can't, I know I can't dance for 45 minutes straight. I know that, um, but I am going to, so attending one of your classes, I'm going to put that on my bucket list, but my wife and I, so we're, you know, we're, we're in our second chapter of life. You know, our kids are, are grown now, kind of, they think they grown. Right, right. <laughs> so we're trying to, you know, figure out what, what part two of our adult life looks like. So. I am going, that's on my bucket list. I'm going to make sure that I come to one of your classes and just sweat, sweat it all out. of my stuff away. And you will sweat, trust me. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, let's pivot. Let's move into the next segment. So okay. tell me, 
fearless girl from Baton Rouge, what keeps you up at night? Whew. All right. So this is where the most recent year has, speaking of pivot, <laughs> I kind of feel like my life took a pivot this last year. So I was diagnosed with stage two breast cancer last year, August. So August 2019. And when I tell you my life came to, it almost felt like it came to a screeching halt. I had no idea what I was supposed to do with that information. I had no idea if I was going to die. I had no really, I had no frame of reference because I'd never really experienced or been around someone who had had breast cancer. So I was for the first time in my life that that fearless girl was at a loss. You know, I, I just, I just really did not know what to do with myself. And so I'll be honest with you for the first, I would say two to three months after diagnosis, I was barely sleeping because it was such a hard pill to swallow that this journey that I was about to go on was going to take about a year of my life, you know, to go through treatment and just knowing all of the horror stories of chemo and radiation and being sick and some people's, you know, cancer, you know, not going away or spreading and that kind of just all sorts of things that, that really kept me up at night for a while. But one of the things that I, I told people who would talk to me about my situation, because people would still see me like, you know, smiling and living my life, still teaching classes, um, how you do one thing is how you do everything. There is no way that I was going to go through fighting breast cancer and be anything other than that fearless girl from Baton Rouge. You see what I'm saying? So it's like once I got past the initial shock and processed the fact that I'm like, okay, I got breast cancer. What do I do next? Then I went straight back into who I am. And who I am is a person who is going to go hard. I'm going to fight, get my information, do what I got to do, and just follow it to the letter. And I'm, I'm definitely not losing sleep anymore at night. It's definitely a whole different story right now because I just uh, got the news that I'm cancer-free now. So, I'm a, yeah, <laughs> I'm a, I am a blessed girl. And, yeah, yeah. we sleeping good at night these days. <laughs> good. That, that is awesome. That is awesome. You are a breast cancer survivor. I am. I'm so proud of that. Proud of that. I watched... So, cause we're, we're friends on Facebook yeah. and you were, you were transparent. You shared the news, yeah. you, you didn't stop sharing. And I watched from afar with amazement, yeah. like, wow, this, this woman is so strong. Thank you. So strong, um, inspiring, yeah. inspiring. Thank you, I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you for sharing. Yeah, it was, for me, I, I felt like, because I took a little time to think about whether I wanted to share and then how I wanted to share. And for me, I just, to me, I had a responsibility to let people know, like, this is common. One in eight women develop breast cancer. If you're not going in, in to the doctor and getting checked, mammograms, if you're not doing self-examinations, it could be you. I don't have a history. I got a genetics test for breast cancer and I don't even have the breast cancer gene. So I'm not even predisposed to it. You see what I'm saying? And if it wasn't for the fact that I stay on top of my health, it could have gone further. I could have been in a later stage. It could have spread 
who would have known, but, and, and that's why ultimately I decided to be transparent because I wanted people to see even someone who's healthy, who has a great spirit, who takes care of their body, cancer knows no face. It doesn't matter. So I just, that was for me a, a responsibility that I had to people. Always thinking about others. <laughs> Always thinking about others. That, that is awesome. The biggest, the baddest, <laughs> and the best. Not too much. <laughs> cancer didn't stand a chance. Cancer sucks. It does. <laughs> Good. All right. So let's talk about books. Recommended reads, recommended books. What are you reading right now? Do you have time to read with all the dancing you do? To be honest with you, I, and this is almost embarrassing. <laughs> I don't read as much as I should. Um, the last book I read was um, uh, Trevor Noah's book, Born a Crime. And can I tell you what I've learned about myself? And this is something that I'm going to do to make sure I read more is I did an audiobook instead. Because for me to sit down physically with a book, I don't have time. But if I listen to, I put the audio book on and I get to run around my apartment and do stuff that I got to do. So that's going to be my new thing now. So, <laughs> so that's the last book that I read, that Trevor Noah book. That was really, really a good book. I, I love reading stories about people. And I guess I related to it in a sense because I guess the common theme is, you know, regular girl from Baton Rouge. He was a regular guy from South Africa. Grew up, you know, in, in, the, in the slums, you know, hard life and then look where he is now so i always enjoy reading stories like that so that's the last one that i read but honestly before that it's been a minute <laughs> you picked a great book because yeah. i've read that book oh, and yeah. i'm telling you it's good. trevor noah i, I want to invite him for dinner seriously right and he seems so down to earth like i just it's he seems like the type of person you can just walk up to and say hey man i really enjoyed your book and that he would converse with you he it just Man, I love that book. It's so good. Great, great book. Highly recommended. I'm co-signing. If you haven't read Trevor Noah's book, Born a Crime, it's beyond excellent. You need to read it. Yeah, I agree. All right. Recommended music. Tell us. Come on. I know you got a long list of good stuff. Share it with us. Hard. <laughs> this is hard. Um so right now, I guess I will say the person who I am feeling the absolute most is Anderson Pack. I feel like his music, it has, it's R&B, but it's so soulful. It's like, it, I love listening to music that makes it hard for you not to move. It's like, if you ain't even bobbing your head or doing something to it, to me, every song, like he just keeps coming out with songs that just, just makes you want to move. So I would say he's at the top of my list right now somebody else that i was actually surprised that i was that i've gotten into is uh tiana taylor um she's somebody who i've just been watching almost like though as like just a celebrity you know didn't really know quite what she did years ago i knew she was a singer but i didn't know she was like you know more of just an entertainer or a singer but she has a beautiful voice um she has a solid solid album so i listen to her a lot um, I'm definitely on international vibes. Um, I'm one of those girls. I'm, I listen to everything uh, around the world. Afrobeats is huge on my playlist right now. There's this artist. He's really big. Um, I believe he's out of Nigeria. His name is Burner Boy. And if you ask anybody from that continent about Burner Boy, everybody. He's big. 
he's big over there. So his music is another one. Makes you want to move. Um, and then, of course, I love Latin music all day long. Um, I travel to a lot of Latin American countries. And um, uh, let me see who I listen to. I mean, I listen to a lot of Latin arts. Man, so much. My, my, my mind is like a, a Rolodex of music. So um, if I had to pick one, I mean, probably like would, it would be like their version of rap. Um, it's called reggaeton, the artist, mm -hmm. Bad Bunny, probably. You know, that's more of like the trap, kind of Latin trap music or whatever. So if you want to get a different trap vibe, that's, that's the way to go. So, but yeah, it's tons. But, but as far as like number one right now on my playlist is Anderson Pat. Okay. Um, guest I had a couple of weeks ago, his episode hadn't come out yet. Uh -huh. He highly recommended Anderson Pack. He said, you got to see him live. Oh, I see. I've never seen him live. Oh, my gosh. Now that's on my list. Yeah. That's on my list. I mean, I could believe it. His music, he's just got so much flavor and so much soul to it. I mean, it's, it's infectious. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Tiana Taylor. I, I thought her last album was excellent. It really was. I was I would, that's the one that surprised me. I was like, oh, wow, I really like this. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. I like her, but I just didn't know what kind of artist she was. And then I gave the album a shot, and I was like, oh, wow, this is good. Yeah, and as I've gotten older, mm -hmm. um, my, my palette for music is expanding. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm new to Afrobeat. So this Burner Boy, I definitely got to get on this. Check him out. The vibe is, the, trust me, the vibe is so cool. Like, it's just, it's the vibes. You're going to like it. It's, it's one of those things you'll put on, and even if you don't even know what he's talking about, <laughs> the music alone is going to get you. Okay, okay, good, good. All right, so I know you're not a big podcast listener, so yeah. that takes us to our next segment, which is Rapid Fire. Okay. All right, so we're going to do three rounds of Rapid Fire. Hmm. I'm going to ask you questions. This is the new upgraded version of Rapid Fire. You're the first to get it, okay? Okay. All right. Are Round you... one, are you ready? I'm ready. Texting or talking? Talking, for sure. Okay. Favorite day of the week? Thursday, because I was born on a Thursday. <laughs> okay. Friday, Junior. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like that. Favorite city in the United States besides the one you live in? Ah, um, it has to be New York. New York, New York. I have to go there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nickname your parents used to call you. <laughs> Just because I love you, <laughs> I'm going to tell you. But this is, this is like for real, for real, nobody knows this, right? So my nickname, my family nickname is Abby, O-B-B-I. There's a story behind it I'll tell you later after Rapid Fire. <laughs> okay, okay. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Ooh, speak every language in the world. Okay, final question for round one. Fill in the blank. Kanye West is crazy <laughs> I'm sorry Kanye he on some other stuff right now listen I, I yeah that's all I got for Kanye <laughs> I will say this 
Hmm. He is consistent. Yes, he is. I that I would agree with. He is definitely consistent. I just I don't understand what he has going on though. Like that's that's why I'm saying crazy. Not crazy as in a diss. Like I'm not dissing him, but crazy in the sense I'm just like, dude, you you got a lot happening. You got a you got a lot of thoughts. You got a like I just don't know. So yeah, that's all I got for Kanye. <laughs> so I was listening to some old Kanye and one of his don't remember the song, but the lyric was um, who the kids gonna listen to? Mm. I guess me if it isn't you. <laughs> I was like, he he been he been on it. Well, well, yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, I listen. It's hard to tell these in the days of social media. It's hard to tell why people are doing a thing. You know what I mean? It's like, are you doing this because you're? trying to sell albums are you doing this because you want to sell clothes are you doing this because you have a genuine interest in politics like you just don't know and that's the part where it's just like dude I, I have no idea what you got going on I don't know it's not clear to me yeah <laughs> all right round two you ready I'm ready on a scale of one to ten how good are you at keeping secrets oh a ten Ariel or Jasmine? Oh, oh man. Dude, this is hard. Of all the questions, this is the hardest one. Um, oh my God. I'm gonna go with Ariel. I'm gonna go with Ariel. Oh my God. That was a good one. <laughs> okay. really all right. Dawn or Dusk? Dawn. Favorite junk food? Oh, wow. See, see, there's another thing you got me. I don't eat a lot of junk food. Because um, I like food food. You know, I'm still, I don't care where I live. I'm from Louisiana. I like a plate of food. But junk food, I would probably say like cinnamon rolls. Okay, okay. All right, last question for round two. Okay. Last Halloween costume. Um, I think I went as Madonna. This was several years ago. I went to a costume party in New York, and I went I went eighties Madonna with the big pearls and the 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 lace gloves and the leather skirt. Oh man, it was cool. It was cool. I actually enjoyed that. Yeah. Okay. Madonna. Okay. Okay. All right. Round three. You okay. ready? Say a word in Spanish. Hola. White or wheat? Wheat, for sure. Name one of the seven dwarfs. Sleepy. Last question. If you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? It would be to give people time. To give people more time. Uh, and I say that because a lot of people... Always, again, going back to what I do, everybody always likes to share with me how I wish I would have done that. Or, oh, you've been to this place. I wish I would have gone. I wish I could bless people with more time to be able to do some of those things, you know, in their life, you know. So just to give people time. Awesome. Yeah. Always thinking about others. That is awesome. 
of course. Okay, this brings us to our last segment. It's called You Didn't Ask. You Didn't Ask. Okay. What unsolicited advice would you like to share with our guest for this segment titled You Didn't Ask? All right. This is going to feel, feel and sound so basic, but it's so important. And I didn't realize that until I was going through treatment for cancer. Drink plenty of water. Drink water every day. Drink water all day. And the reason why I say it is this, because a lot of illnesses come from dehydration. And water actually helps to flush bad things like toxins through your body. So when you're not drinking water, you're allowing that stuff to sit in your body or any mucus to, to, to stay in there and the sickness to stay within your body. But when you're hydrating, you're actually flushing these things out. So it's bigger than just, oh, just hydrate just cause. No, that actually helps to get things out of your body. So I learned that because when you're getting chemo, chemo is poison pretty much because it's killing cells. But once it's killing the cells, you want that chemo out of your body. You don't want that to stay. So one of the first things I learned in treatment was drink water all day to flush that out of your system. So I want to tell anybody that drink water. I don't care if you feel like, oh, I'm not a healthy person. It doesn't matter. You could eat fried chicken every day. Still drink water. Plenty of it. (laughs) You didn't ask, but there it is. Drink water. Chandra Hampton, the biggest, baddest, the best choreographer in Washington, D.C., at least in Washington, D.C. She's probably the best on the Eastern Seaboard. I'm just going to claim it. If you don't know her now, you're going to get to know her soon. Thank you for blessing us with your presence. I'm so privileged. Thank. This was so fun, Mike. Thanks for inviting me to be a part of it. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome. All right, everybody. Thank you once again for joining us here on the network. Hop over to Facebook. Holla at my girl, Chandra Hampton. Check out her page, the Champion Lifestyle Fitness page. Twitter and Instagram, you can find her at Champ Lifestyle. Then www.champlifestyle.com. Go check out her page. If you're in the D.C. area, traveling through the D.C. area, I need you to find her. Go check her out. Get your sweat on. Check out some of that good music that she's got a great choreography to. All right. So I mentioned in the beginning that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's also Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So we're going to talk about that in our next episode. So keep coming back. Hopefully the show is blessing you like it's blessing me. This is Michael Prejean. Until next time, peace and blessings, people.